Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Chiefs winning in overtime. This is Sean RJ, joined by our Cowboys insider, Bobby Belt, here on DFW Sports Station. We got Peyton and Rai Rai in the back. It is good to be home. Back in our 11th floor studios here at Odyssey <sighs> Radio <sighs> Tower. Was Choppy right that you were... Uh, you were having fun last night? Fun? No, there was nothing fun about that game. I don't like being alcohol. wrong. Alcohol. No, I don't like being wrong. Oh, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you tweet out. Yeah, that I had a lot of fun. Championship parade after the Mavs win one game, but you're deathly silent after you get the Super Bowl pick wrong. Well, look, it's funny how that works. Occasionally, you got to give you guys a dub, and so that's what I was doing for you. Uh, the the NBA, I mean, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Let's uh, let's kick off with how right I was about the Mavericks and the three <laughs> that I off. gave them on the championship scale. Um, Were you? Did you have some libations? Last I had night? a lot. Yeah. All right, because in the airport. On the way home, so Choppy was right about that. Nah. You, you were just telling everyone how I'm not drinking, I'm this. You're like Choppy lying about alcohol. I forgot the Super Bowl was this Sunday, ah. and now I will start my uh, my refresh. But, man, Choppy, get a little uh, – you pour some Tito's, Tito's, mm-hmm. lime juice, Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So good. Baja Blast, lime juice, and Tito's. Sounds like something that I would drink when I was 17. Yeah. You know what? It's it, why you run out of when you're 17. <laughs> why? Yeah, why were you drinking when you were 17? Because I was, I was a teenager. Mm, you do, man. <laughs> no, um, but it was fantastic. It was good stuff. So, yes, I did have a few. My texts probably reflected that. Yes. They were very aggressive. Very. Uh, I woke up. I was about to be apologetic about them, but I looked at them and said, don't disagree with the thing I said last night. Okay. <laughs> so, there we go. Game. Um. So, Brock Purdy wasn't good enough. To me in this game was a big takeaway. I, I think Purdy wasn't good enough. I think losing Dre Greenlaw was a massive thing for the 49ers. That defense came out the first two or three drives, and I was like, Kansas City doesn't look like they can move the ball at all tonight. And what really clicked for Kansas City, I feel like, in the second half was they started winning at the line of scrimmage on offense. Like, they they consistently were giving up pressure. You know, San Francisco was getting in the backfield on runs. This was just the offensive line finally clicked into place in the second half. I think the offensive line stabilizing for Kansas City was the biggest reason why they were able to do what they did. But this is just, I have sort of the same takeaway that you did earlier, Sean, where it's like, this has got to be depressing for everybody else. It's like, when were you, when are you going to get them? Like, this was the, this was the time to get them. So is it just Brady? If, if, if you don't have Brady, you're not beating them. That's, that's kind of what it felt like. And, and I felt like most of the game, this was San Francisco was better for this game. San Francisco played yeah. better overall. And if they just get anything from Purdy specifically on third down, they win this game. And they just they couldn't get it done. I mean, it, the real hats off to the Chiefs defense for especially on third down. Like San Francisco could not do anything to extend drives. And look at the run that they went on. Buffalo Baltimore, yeah. San Francisco. Nasty. That's a run. Yeah, it is a run. And it's like, you know, if you, I think it just boils down to, like, if you realize it yourself, if you don't have 
uh, Mahomes or, or Brady or any, you know, any number of legendary all-time greats, like, you have to find them. you got to try to scour the earth for them because that's the only thing you're going to do to beat them consistently. You can beat them one, one every, every once in a while, but to consistently beat them, if you want a dynasty, you got to have that guy. Jeff Darlington had the note that it was that he's now 3-1 and one in the Super Bowl, Mahomes. He's trailed by double digits in every single game. Yep. All of them. All four. And, and he was you, not particularly good in, in, in at least three of them total. He well, just he happened to win the games, but he wasn't like for a majority of the game he was below average. And obviously, we all know twenty eight to three. But before twenty eight to three, you know the largest comeback in Super Bowl history was ten points. It was Breeze, right? It was it was wow. a couple different times. It was Breeze did it to the Colts, and it was Doug Williams against the Broncos. But other than that, it had never been more than ten points, and Mahomes has done it three times now. And I think he was an underdog. He was definitely an underdog yesterday. Mm. He was an underdog in Baltimore. They may have been an underdog in Buffalo. Who I believe about? they were. Yeah, so they were. three straight times, Mahomes, well, an underdog. Yeah, actually, they were, uh, and I've got it here. I got the stat here. Teams who covered three straight coming in the playoffs are 10-0 against the spread in the Super Bowl, and they, they covered three straight. They covered the last three, uh, and I believe that, I believe you're right. They were an underdog in two. Two and a half. Two and a half. The Bills were two and a half point favorites. Chiefs at one point were one of four in the red zone. Mahomes with an interception on that first drive. Coming out of halftime mm-hmm. with the ball in the Kansas City 45, San Fran had to end up punting. It, it felt like they always had a play that they went backwards four, five, six, seven, eight yards, San Francisco. It's like, okay, here's a drive. This can extend things. And then they're in second and 14. And then they're in third and long. And they just could not capitalize with it. They couldn't do it. Oh. They went away from the run a little bit. Romo was begging Kyle Shanahan, run the football. Run on second down. Love it. Absolutely love it. I think there was a drive, or um, it was like six straight passes at one point. Six plays, six passes, four total possessions in the second half on both sides, zero first downs. No one was doing anything. You know, yes, fun ending, pretty boring game throughout. Pretty bad and boring game throughout. Yeah, I mean, the last, what, the fourth quarter in overtime was entertaining, and it Mm -hmm. was was great, and and. Just huge clutch moments, right? Fourth and three on the Kansas City 16. Down three with 13 left. That was Kittle's first catch. Mahomes running around. The third and ones. The fourth and ones. Andy Reid not challenging certain things. The drama was was, I mean, was there. The missed extra point turns out yeah. to be huge. I mean, if, you're, if, if San Francisco wins this game, yeah. especially if they win it in regulation, we're talking about that fourth and three call being an all-time, like, ballsy move. Like, like to, to go for that and just say, like, screw it. We don't want the points. We we can get the tie here, but we're going for it. And, I mean, just they were. You think of this as more luck for the Chiefs when I write down muff punt, missed extra point, and the injuries on top of it? I, I mean, I think they certainly benefited. But at the end of the day, San Francisco was up twice and Kansas City went down the field I mean did anybody I'm not thinking of it as luck just for the record I, no 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 I, I think in general they they had some fortunate opportunities but they they seized them and, and that's not lucky and I think that when they're up three in overtime <laughs> internally I'm watching that game I'm like did any of us not think Mahomes was going to go down the field right. and score like you I mean, watch at least it, a you field go, goal at least a field I didn't goal. even think I was just like they're gonna now when Kelsey Boy, that one that it was, I can't remember who it was to. They convert that third down. Kelsey had the blindside block. That should have been flagged on the overtime drive where he just completely, and I can't remember who he knocked out. I think it was Lenore. 
But he had the blindside block there. But when Kelsey picks up that 22 yards, I was like. Lance Lenore? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, No, when when Kelsey picks up that 22-yard reception and then there's nine seconds left, I'm like, they're going to score. They're going to score the touchdown here. This isn't field goal. This isn't, we're not going to double overtime because Mahomes is going to, he's going to do it. When they sent Hardman in motion on that play, I'm like, okay, there it is. Because you could tell they were, San Francisco had completely unaccounted Mm -hmm. for him. Travis Kelsey on stage talking about having that target on their back. Well, you know, the goal's always been to get three, but we couldn't get here without getting the two and having that target on our back all year. And I love these guys right here. The men that we just won this thing with, family forever, baby. I couldn't be more proud of you guys. And how about it? We get a chance to do it three times in a row. How do you get excited for that, baby? You go party in Las Vegas and get back to it. Hey, you still got to fight for your right, don't you? You got to fight for your right. (laughs) Believe it, baby. I'll see y'all next year. Now, do not tell me that he is less cringy than Taylor Swift with your hate for Tay-Tay. Oh, no, they are the cringy power couple right now, (laughs) like both of them. Uh, And honestly, she probably does fewer cringy things than him. He is, Mm -hmm. it it is wild that he and Jason Kelsey are related with how likable Jason Kelsey is and just how off-putting Travis Kelsey is, who, by the way, was, man, man, the aggressive step to to Andy Reid and everything else. He was getting some bad PR in the first half of this game. As As he deserved it. Yeah, he did. That was terrible. You can't th- you can't bump your coach. So- I didn't I, I didn't have a problem with it. Oh, I saw, I saw somebody Twitter somebody had pointed out and it got retweeted like ten thousand times. They're like, based on this and the Justin Tucker helmet throw, I've kind of lost all respect for Travis Kelsey. That's not what I'm saying, but somebody was going off yeah. on that saying Kelsey's kind of exposing himself to be kind of a jerk. Boomer Esiason went off on him at halftime Twitter and social media. Some people were making it a race thing. What if that was a black player who did that? We'd be going nuts. Uh, look, you sh- he shouldn't have done it, but to me, in my opinion, that shows just how close they are. Like, you're not doing that unless you're super, super, super tight with someone and your coach. But he caught poor Andy off balance, but Travis Kelsey did get taken apart on social media for being disrespectful. I didn't I didn't have as huge a problem. Like, okay, they're clearly like super, super tight, emotions running high. Uh, but yes, that was that that was viral. That was everywhere, oh, sure. along with uh, Greenlaw getting hurt. Yeah, with the uh, ACL on the sideline. Yeah, he just he. If went, that was Dez, if that was if Dez. that was Dez, listen, if uh, look, maybe they are super close, and that was, you know, the why Andy was not cool with it. If they weren't, and he did that, and Andy said, "Sit down, you're done." I, nobody's complaining about it. Nobody's nobody's criticizing. You're talking Andy. about benching him for the Super Bowl. Hey, listen, you you don't you don't touch your coach. If he did it, if like if they're not close, like they don't have the relationship, which they I think clearly do. If if somebody did it to Saban, I doubt you know Saban's probably uh, just, get, look sit on the bench, man. Yeah, well, Saban wouldn't. Yeah, if those coaches had the balls to do that, which need neither none, none of them do. None of them none would. Of them do. I, I would have loved it. I would have loved if they would have benched him for the second half because that would have been hilarious because they would have ratcheted up the cutting up to Taylor Swift shots. Oh yeah. Anytime anything bad happened with the Chiefs. They would cut there. And to be fair, the reason he's furious there, Kelsey, as we all remember the context of it, was he's like, why am I not in there blocking? Why am I not in there taking part? And instead, the run game gets blown up. We fumble, and now we're turning over the ball. I totally understand as a competitor why it got to him. But, yeah, to me, it's like, 
don't show up the coach like that. The Chiefs were having meetings in the first half. You know, Chris Jones calling people together on the sideline. The offense was meeting as well. You had Kelsey with the bump. Uh, he was furious leaving the field. Uh, Kansas City was trying to figure it out. As, look at the production of their meetings versus the Cowboy meetings. <laughs> yeah, with CeeDee Lamb over on the sideline with Mike. A lot, lot of pouting versus, like, trying to gather a little bit on the Chiefs' side. I, I Man, you when you watch the first few drives, and I know I texted it, but I was like, San Francisco's winning this by double digits because they're just they, – they Kansas City felt like they were cracking a little bit. Yeah. It felt like they were really frustrated. felt like they couldn't get anything going. I got to write down the McCaffrey fumble on the list of lucky things for the Chiefs as well. They were going right down the field. Yeah, and look, I mean, again, you talk about the injuries and everything else. Kittle was banged up in this one. McCaffrey was banged up. Samuel, uh, they obviously lose Dre Greenlaw. And I think the Dre Greenlaw loss – the, the he's the smallest name of those four I just mentioned between Samuel Kittle and McCaffrey. I think Greenlaw had a bigger impact on them than anything else. Like like the way that and I know it was what we were probably three drives into the game or something like that. Still like Kelsey, I think that definitely opens things up from a lot more. He is a really good cover linebacker. I don't know that that's the same game. I don't know that Kelsey's doing the same things with Greenlaw in that game. But Kansas City showing this is how you rally. This is how you you know, put things back together and press forward. And it's like I texted you guys last night. The biggest takeaway to me watching those two teams play was a broader takeaway about the playoffs that I was like, there's probably half a dozen teams that beat this Cowboys team by 17 plus in the playoffs. <laughs> 17? Game. Honestly. Seems high, but maybe you're right. I mean, Green Bay basically did. I don't Green Bay, I don't, I Green don't know what Bay the did. score said. Buffalo did during the regular season. I think we all believe they would have. Detroit, as angry as they were, and we saw the way they played in the NFC title game, they were coming in here probably doing that. And then San Francisco, Baltimore, Kansas City. I think seven. You know, I think you're overreacting a little bit to the Packer game. You know, this is this is a team that. Uh, I, am I overreacting to the moment though? That's a team that clearly, with the moment, I, I think changes who they are. I'm trying to think about the Cowboys and the Chiefs. It's like okay. If the Cowboys may get shut down offensively versus how about Steve Spagnola? There are people saying he should be the Super Bowl MVP. That it shouldn't even I mean, be Pat Mahomes. But man, I used to think of him as just an all or nothing risk guy. The job that he did in the playoff numbers that he put up, I mean, he is to me moving up to a pantheon of defensive coordinator names to always remember. We you know, and we didn't dive totally into this, but I know we referenced it a couple weeks ago. Whenever everybody talks about like, oh, Vic Fangio, he's got the book on Dak. No, if you look at Dak and a lot of other quarterbacks across the league, it's Spagnolo. That guy is, he, to me, I don't know why we don't talk about him the same way that everybody seems to talk about Wade Phillips. It's like Wade Phillips, like, oh, he's the greatest defensive coordinator. Of all time. Like Spagnolo deserves, what was it? They had the note yesterday. He's the first coordinator in NFL history to win four Super Bowls. Like, like to win four Super Bowls yeah. as the coordinator. All right, now we get to the entertainment aspect. Uh, how I almost had a third child last night while my wife Whoa. is pregnant with number two because of Usher. And what were the <laughs> best and worst Super Bowl commercials if you stay glued to the TV? Super Bowl commercials and halftime show review from you next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Peace up. A-Town. Good morning, Metroplex. Sean, RJ, and Bobby here on DFW Sports Station 105.3. The fan I suggest you get on the fan cam or Twitch right now. Here to talk about the entertainment aspect off the field when it came to Usher, the halftime show, and the Super Bowl commercials. Let's start with Usher around the room. Choppy, what'd you think? Close good, not great. I would say about a seven to ten. Seven. Most of the people that I was with said uh, even even the diehard Usher fans, a lot of them. Sarah's diehard. Seven out of ten. I'm just gonna defer to her on that one. Why? Uh, why? Why docking some of the points? Uh, no, I don't think there's any reason. I just don't like, I think there was others, like, I think we got more hype during the Snoop one. You know, that was really, really good. Um, you know, I thought it was better than the Rihanna one last year. Um, I thought it was probably the same as J-Lo, Shakira, which was there for me for basically Shakira and how hot she is, even though Bobby thinks there's. 100 women hotter than her, which yeah. is completely an idiotic thing to say. I can go through very the good. list again if you and like. <laughs> I think I think it was 7 out of 10. I think 7 out of 10 is a great score. I personally am a C student, so I, I think 7 out of 10 is fine. I saw a 9 out of 10, and I was at 9 out of 10, and I was saying this is only going to be a 9 out of 10 if they fail to bring Ludacris out for you. Luda. And as soon as Luda popped out, especially with that hair, I was like, all right, 10. This is a 10 out of 10 halftime show. This is fantastic. The only thing, the only slight criticism I have is I did not like the, and I understand they've got to fit into a small window. First off, I hope everybody realizes how extensive Usher's catalog is. Because I was like, man, hit, hit, hit. And then I was like, there were like four songs he still didn't sing. But I didn't like the, I'm going to sing five or six words from a song and then transition to one of my other songs and sing five or six words. Like he, he blew through, I thought. A couple songs too quickly. That's that's part of the like reason. He, he yeah, should he give sh- me some more. He should not have like blown through. Uh, like uh, he didn't even sing my way, but he shouldn't have blown through a couple of them. Like you got it bad, and some other ones where he just spent like five seconds on it. I didn't like that, but other than that, it was perfect. I can't speak to the choreography and the dancing and all that stuff. I thought it started off like a little bit slow with like just him up there. There was like no crazy lights or stunts or people dropping in. But all I can speak to is. Song after song after song after song after song. 
all we were sitting there like going, oh, and then, oh, and then, oh. I mean, that to me is what I'm going to judge it by. Um, you know, the visuals and all that stuff look good, but man, I was like, does Peyton know any of these songs? Because <laughs> as Choppy would say, banger after banger, but song after song after song after song, I was absolutely loving what they were uh, what they were singing. I mean, you forget how many how many hits the dude has, and then as you're sitting there, it's like, oh yeah, there's one, there's another, and the, you know, and it got better and better and better and better with people coming out. And that's what's impressive is that like the very first hit of his was like 1997, and then you're singing up through like mid 2010s and stuff. It's like, man, he had a really strong a 20 career. year run, long career. I man. was I was a little surprised. Even with all that, still didn't bring out Justin Bieber like everybody thought he might. Yeah. They thought he was going to bring out Justin Bieber, do somebody to love. And then he didn't do My Way. He didn't do Lovers and Friends. I thought they were going to double up. Yeah, and Lovers and Friends with them. Uh, he didn't do Climax. There's a lot of stuff he didn't sing. A lot that he left on the table. Meat on the bone. As you got to keep Randall some would slow say. ones out of there, though. Yeah. I wish he would have sang more of Nice and Slow than two seconds of it. My timeline probably had a, like an eight- Minimum eight out of ten, maybe eight and a half out of ten. Overwhelming praise uh, for Usher. My my wife, that's all she cared about. As soon as Usher Usher was done, she went and took a shower, making that what you will. Uh, but I came back from the bathroom, all the lights were off in the house. I'm like, what the hell? Will we lose power? And she's like, No, I'm setting I'm setting the stage. I'm setting the stage here <laughs> for Usher. And she uh, she's dancing on the couch. She's trying to make Ollie dance, and she's like, uh, she stood up. She said, This baby might fall out right here. This baby might fall out from all this oh, gyrating floor that I'm doing everywhere. with these uh, with these hips. So she was upset. She's I want to see him when he comes here to perform. She wanted to go out to Vegas for his residency. She was all in, all in. As soon as he ripped off the uh, the jacket and went shirtless. No, as soon as he felt up Alicia. Well, oh yeah, well there was that too. <laughs> but as soon, as soon as the shirt came off, that's when Kristen let out a woo, and she <laughs> she was clearly all in on this. I did like the. Uh, the bedazzled Michael Jackson style gloves he was wearing yeah. too. I like the uh, the second outfit he came out in, the uh, the the blue and quick the black. change artist. That's, Very quick. That's probably why he took off his clothes on yeah. stage because he knew he had to put on different ones. Hey, yeah. hey, did you know any of the songs? Did you enjoy it? Did Mackenzie know any of them? Yeah, yeah. She she knew a lot more than I did. I mean, yeah, it was one of them. Shocker. Confessions. My boo was another one. I mean, there's some there's some there that just you know started when I was younger, but um. You know, it, it was good. It was pretty good. But then I, I, I didn't like all of us. I didn't really get hype until uh, until this moment. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with Chop. I need more bangers. If you're going to go banger, you got to go banger after banger. The slow stuff. I mean, okay, you can start with one if you go quick with it. But, like, you're it's a, it's a freaking Super yeah. Bowl. Like, just go hype the whole time. I, w- I wanted the, – the, what, what I dinged is I wanted longer versions of songs instead of, like – the snippets because there are people in the fantex said he started with my way and saying like two words of it yeah, see that's how and, quick and, it was and i missed it and i was told that was what he started with sean uh but we missed it because the tv cut out 11 times during the super bowl maybe 14. what it said you have reached your streaming limit for the day upgrade to 4k or try again <laughs> so youtube tv where the azura had youtube tv overtime right before the final play cuts out right there I mean, the whole time the whole game Bam, oh bam, my bam. Spectrum, the internet in my area for Spectrum went out two minutes before kickoff. We had to we had to take my phone network and I had to open YouTube TV on there and then cast it to our TV for the first like half of the first quarter. 877-881-1053 for your halftime review of Usher. Uh I would go I would go about an eight out of ten, just straight up for 
the music. And then you have the commercials. Grade for them overall. One that jumped out. Two that jumped out. It felt like it was a humongous lull in the third quarter. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to see some of the repeats here. The couch potato one I've seen a couple of different times here. Uh, what did you think of the commercials? It's been a disappointing run, I feel like, over the last decade or so. Yes. That, that people, it, it feels like they go less for like really funny like they used to with the commercials it feels more like they go for like oh let's let's just uh you know go for quick pop or like branding or let's go with like a list names and that's it the the Uber Eats commercial with like David Beckham and Jennifer Aniston stuff that was solid um I was not a fan everybody loved the Duncan one with Jennifer that's Lopez oh, yeah, that was good. it was very Affleck. good that was good was- uh, uh Dan Marino appeared to a couple of them great self-awareness Yes. On the uh, was the Eminem one, the almost won a ring. Him and Bruce Smith, and he was in the messy Mick Ultra one. Messy Mick Ultra as well. Um, he'd be making appearances left and right. Uh, that, I thought they made a. I thought the commercial made a little bit of a comeback yesterday. Now you're right, there was a lull, but early on I thought they made a little bit of a comeback. Um, but by the way, how many things at a dollar fifty a piece is Timu selling? To be able to get a Super Bowl commercial. Timu, T-E-M-U, that little orange. They, they played three commercials that oh. I saw. How much? Go on, their, go on their website. You could buy anything you want. You could buy a brand new pair of Crocs, $1.50. Really? It's, now, they're knockoffs from, like, China, right? They're, they're <laughs> knockoffs. But they're it's an amazing deal. If, you, if, you don't, if you're not in on the Timu craze, you got to get in on that. How much are they selling? I, I got saying- stuff for a, a, a penny a couple of weeks ago at a flash sale. I thought you were saying T-Mobile because they had like 14 commercials. The Jason Momoa one, T-Mobile with the Scrubs guys, that was okay at the end. But there was two that I really thought kind of played to radio, and I would put these two at the very, very top. One was Arnold with State Farm. Thank you, Agent State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cut. Hey, Arnold, I'm hearing neighbor. It's neighbor. That's what I said, neighbor. 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 Let's go again. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cut. Now what? It's neighbor. Neighbor. Cut. Neighbor. Yeah, neighbor. Just like it's written on the paper. This lady is in labor. Cut. Look at this. This is labor. Like a good neighbor. Ah! That was the sheep. And you know it. It's like you're cold. Yeah, I'm cold. Bah. Neighbor. So that was funny. Spinach, spinach. What, you didn't think it was funny? No, no, no. That one was strong. I was nodding. Like, yeah, that was that was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I enjoy, generally, I enjoy the Arnold character. Like, like whenever he's dropped in and, and asked to play the Arnold character, I do enjoy it. And then the early number one seed for me is, I got to see if this ended up being the number one seed based upon the Tolo reviews whenever you get Christopher Walken. Nice ride. It's the real deal. 100% electric. It's the real deal. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Of course. Enjoy your coffee. Careful, it's hot. Okay, thanks. Your dog's so cute. Mm, yeah. Ooh, so adorable. Yeah, wow. Right. We both know it's the man makes the clothes. You know, you look nice. Okay, we done? Hello, Mr. Walken. Does this table work for you? Yeah. Yeah. Did someone say yeah? (laughs) So that was good. Don't you got somewhere to be? 
I like that. That's Everyone tremendous. trying their walk-in impersonation. It's tremendous, right? Man. Like that's such great. They, they, I thought they did a really good job of like the self-awareness of these commercials, like all, all, all together. Yeah, the, I, the walk-in one was great. Like I said, I, I like the Uber Eats one. I am gonna, I, I'll be careful because I know we don't want me to be unlikable here, but the Cetaphil commercial made me cringe. The what? The Cetaphil commercial. The the dad and daughter bonding over the Taylor Swift in the game, and then he buys her a 49ers jersey, and she can sit down. And I did not like it. Did not care for I don't it. even remember it. I don't it. remember that one at all. I don't even know what you're referring to, really. I'll show it to you during the break. Hey, Pay, do you have a best or worst from the commercials? You know what? I actually really like the couch potato, couch potato one. I thought that one was was pretty creative. I, I liked it. It made me laugh. The other ones, I mean, the, the Arnold one was really good. Uh, Christopher Walken, don't really know who he is, obviously. So, <laughs> obviously. I, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, BMW, I guess, cool car. I'll go s- D plus, maybe C minus. That's the highest I can go. C minus, maybe D plus for the commercials. Other ones I wrote down, Tom Brady, Bet MGM. That was fun. That's funny. Kawasaki mullet I thought was fun. Uh-huh. Popeye's wings, uh, that was funny. Um, the mayo cat. Dude, okay, let me tell you something. Pete Davidson. Let me, let me ask you something. How much would they have to pay you to eat a spoonful of mayo like that, like they did in that commercial? To eat a spoonful of it? Because Not chances a- are you're going to have to do more than one take. Right. What, I mean, what is that number? Not very low. I mean, would you, you like mayo that much? We'll do, no, I like money that much. I mean, any amount of money who will eat mayo for. Imagine being those coaches in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. They that, get drenched they in get, it. I'd rather get drenched in it than eat it, though. I, I'm thinking... A spoonful. How many spoonfuls do you think for the take? All right, let's just say it was. Let's say it was five. Five. Five spoonfuls. Five spoonfuls during the take. I mean, you act like your number's really high. Fifty You'd grand. The, Fifty thousand. You wouldn't do it for, for I, I, ten thousand. Maybe ten. Yeah. <laughs> Put, the ten. Put the ten in front of me. Maybe I'll, ten. I'll, I'll maybe give you my, my honesty. That's disgusting. <laughs> I bet it was pudding or something like that. Uh, like, like, oh, I, I bet they're okay. subbing something else in there. Yeah, that's a good point. That's Halo good movie. Point. Uh, Beyonce. Her commercial. Uh, and then you have the uh, the Uber Eats. The Ice Spice Starry commercial wasn't bad. Starry's starting to really uh, get some brand prominence. I didn't know that they yeah. were established enough to start. By, but when we went to Vegas, every time I'd order a Sprite or a 7-Up with something, somebody would always say, well, we got Starry. I was like, oh, okay, I guess this mm. is just kind of becoming the default now. All right. So those are all the winners that we talk about. Now we talk about the losers because the Dallas Cowboy <laughs> freaking drama played out all weekend long. Micah disrespecting T.J. Watt. Cooks and Gilmore reacting to Tank Lawrence on G-Bag. Former NFL players calling this team out. Rex Ryan on Mike Zimmer not being hired yet. Chaos on the home of the Cowboys next. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, we will take a moment uh, to talk about some non-winners here on your home of the Cowboys. All the praise, of course. First hour of the show for Pat Mahomes, the three-time Super Bowl MVP and champion after the Chiefs win in overtime. But my head was spinning with Dallas Cowboys drama over the weekend. I could not keep up with my own stories. And I sent about 13 different audio cuts 
to Peyton as this team just continues to embarrass themselves um, and explain further why they can't make it to that game last night. But I guess we start with some news. It turns out, it seems like some of my Mike Zimmer sources may have been correct Mm. when two different people kept hitting me up and saying the Mike Zimmer deal is not done. And then Rex Ryan yesterday, who interviewed for that job, said some pretty interesting things about why he was interested and why Mike Zimmer may not be the Cowboys' new D.C. on ESPN. Actually, say right here, first off, I'm not so sure that Zimmer's got that job right now. Not real sure about that. Um, I can honestly say I'm, uh, I, I'm, I don't believe that's a fact right now. Um, but right, I, I will say this. What does all that mean? Yeah. Does that mean uh, that he is still being kept on hold? Like, hey, we Rex, don't go anywhere. We don't have this locked up yet. That or it's obviously maybe on hold for money reasons, but Rex is trying to convince them to hire him. And he's like, no, 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 guys, wait, wait, no, no, no. But, but you know, it could it could just be dot and I's and or dot and yeah, dot and I's across the T's. Those are the letters. Yeah, right? I mean, it, it's <laughs> it's uh, it, it it does feel a little loser like for Rex to stand up there and be like, I'm not, I'm not sure that's done. I'm not out of this yet. That's how I felt. It's not loser like. I felt if from he's his, in it still. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. If anything, he might be getting played on leverage a little bit, but I don't think he's genuinely in it. And just do the, you know that? Or are you guessing? I don't think he's genuinely in it from just talking to people. It doesn't sound to me like he's genuinely. Now, if something falls through, maybe. But, like, the fact that it's not done yet, obviously, they've made their decision. It's not him. And so if they go back to him, it's because something fell apart. But as of right now, no, he's it's done. They've already made a decision. Now they just have to finalize it. Yeah, why isn't it done then? Why isn't it done done? Probably the way anything else doesn't get done or it's slowed down. It's probably money or your number of years or anything else. It's probably just contract related. Like you think you have, you know, like the top five highest paid defensive coordinators, and then you go to the middle or the bottom of that list. Here you go, Mike Zimmer. That's what you get. So if the Cowboys, who historically have done things like, yeah, Dak, uh, your first offer is $25 million annually in a league where we're pay- paying quarterbacks $40 million, you know, they probably, I would guess, have done something that looks like, oh, uh, Mike, we'll pay you like you're the uh, middle of the pack coordinator. You're, you're top 15. That's some good money right there for you, right? Like, I would imagine that's – they they right. how consistently do Stephen and Jerry just – they want to win every negotiation. They want to drive a hard bargain. And so I'm sure that it's, it's that aspect of it. So, like, yeah, they can drive it, but it always ends up into a wall – because they lose them. And this one will too, I would imagine. And they're going to lose. They lost Dak. They're going to lose Dak again. They'll lose Lamb. They'll lose Micah. So they lost Zach. Uh, they lost Tank. Yeah. So, you know, they gave Jalen a deal. So all your perception that you're this badass negotiator and you're these brilliant businessmen, you end up you end up losing a lot of these Cowboy yeah, deals. Agreed. And, and, and what was what was Quinn making here as a DC? Uh, a lot. Like he was, he was the like the top paid defensive coordinator. And that's probably what Zim's looking for. He's probably looking for Dan Quinn money, right? That could be that could be the holdup. You know, I, I don't think with the Joneses, you got to look very far beyond money, man. As the as the as what the driving factor is on on why things do or don't get done. I mean, they're when it comes to paying non, you know, non players, they I mean they don't want to they don't want to dive into that deep end of that pool, man. I do, yeah, I do appreciate the. You know, the check I would write. You don't, you don't have yeah. any idea the check I would write. Man, there's a salary cap. I can't pay all these players. Well, there's no cap on coaching staffs, and you 
re- like repeatedly refused to just like shell out and pay well, the highest coordinators in the NFL. Yeah, but they did shell out for quantity, right? Like a sure. couple years big, ago, big Jer- staff, right? Big Jerry's staff. like, I'm cutting down. Like we have the biggest staff in the NFL. Yep, that comes at a cost. Yep. Rex Ryan with the rest of his clip after questioning if Zimmer was actually getting this job. But I'll, I will say this: the reason I was so like this is I've been out for seven years. I've never called another head coach or anything like that. I called Mike McCarthy, and the reason I did is because I want to be on this stage. I want to be back on this stage if I'm going to get back into coaching, have a chance at that. I think with this roster the way it is, I think offensively, special teams, and defense, and I figured I can make maybe even a little bit of an upgrade that they could be right here. That's why I was interested. I don't, you know, it's funny how, well, should we get the, no, your team has no chance at me. Okay, that that's generally the case. I would only go at the right, the the right situation. And if it's not completely right, then I'm not going. But this team, it is interesting because they are so close to getting over that edge. And that's why I think people would be interested in this job. Boy, the the only thing there is he's going to have to take a ton of questions in the, the his very first chance sitting down people are going to go okay so this is what you said at the end this is what you did to get the job let's go over the last year just in general things that you've said about the Cowboys let's go to their software else do you still think you're coaching a soft football team now is that part of what you're bringing like there's a lot that he would have to answer for that he said on tv that's why I always wonder about this transition from being studio analyst tv analyst whenever there's coaches sit out and then having to jump back in it's like you're opening yourself up to a lot so of what? questions I'm just saying so that what? you so are opening yourself th- up first to off that. they don't care uh they, they don't they brought back the Joneses. They brought back Bryce Butler and other people after sure. they've spit mm-hmm. in the organization's face. Number two, yeah, they you you had been soft. And that's why I think I can come in here, all the pieces are here, and I'm a missing piece to make you not be soft and put you over the top. I don't think that's a factor yeah. whatsoever. Plus, with the amount of pools in DFW and the amount of feet that are in town, <sighs> it's a perfect spot. Not, not a factor for them. I'm saying a factor for like Rex needs to understand when he gets here, he's going to take a lot of like media abuse right out of the gate. Like he's going to get hit with not even abuse. Just he's going to be asked a bunch of uncomfortable questions that he's going to have to backtrack on. He's going to look like we're going to have if he were to come here, which it's not happening. He's is, is, unless Zimmer just falls through. It's not happening. But is that if he were to come here and take those questions is that it would open himself up to a lot of first take whatever else is going like well he said this before now he's saying this because he would have to walk back a lot of what he said in the name of whatever was on the rundown from the producers all right you want stefan gilmore and brandon cooks reacting to tanks burnt out comments or cd lamb addressing his mother's comments about dak for the first time hmm uh gilmore okay this is stefan gilmore and brandon cooks sitting down with the G-Bag Nation and being asked, were you guys really burnt out at the end, like Tank Lawrence said? Gavin alluded earlier to Tank's comments yesterday. One of the things that he said was you got, he felt maybe you guys were a little tired, a little fatigued going no, into that Packers that game. Right? Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. Everybody tired in the playoffs. In the playoffs going in, man. Whatever it takes. You know, you got I San Francisco tie right now and, and Kansas City. It's a tie. long year, yeah. but it's a lot sweeter but, when you when like, hosting that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, so, I don't know what that was yeah. about. Woo. So they are running away quickly from what Tank Lawrence had to say. They immediately dismissed it, RJ. They did. Uh, making me wonder if Tank misspoke. Used the wrong, I don't say cliche, but the wrong, you know, kind of phrase. Could have been anything. Maybe Tank's just wrong. 
Maybe Tank was fatigued. Nobody else was. Could have been something like that. I mean, I had to hear from the homers. I had to hear from the homers. What did you want Tank to say? What, what, what else should he should he have thrown everyone under the bus? You don't have to pick something that dumb to say. You don't have to you don't have to throw people under the bus, but you don't come out with that statement. Like this wasn't right after the game. This wasn't on the Monday after the Packers beat your ass. This was weeks and weeks and weeks later with the Super Bowl interviews on your schedule, and you still decided to come at it from that. So I loved. That Gilmore and Cooks were like, I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, and and I mean, part of it is just, obviously, that's an audio clip. But if you look at the video of it from the fan cam, like, Gilmore is very put off by the quote. Like, you see him immediately just shake his head and, like, close his eyes slowly. Like, what what are we doing here? Yeah. What the hell is this? And I think that's something that the Cowboys value is that perspective and the the perspective of somebody who's been to the Super Bowl, had the success, both of them. I mean, Cooks hasn't won one, but he's been. Uh, Gilmore's won one, like two guys who have been there and know what it takes and just how off-putting it is to them. Just be like, this is, you You, you can't have that as an excuse. Everybody's tired. San Francisco's tired. Kansas City's tired. But that's what you got to do. You got to play through it. And that's why I think Cooks is likely back. I don't think that there's anything that's going to change with his contract. And then Gilmore being a free agent, I think if the price is right, I think they'd like him back because they know they need more leaders on this football team. And then Chris Canty, former Cowboy on ESPN, was not too happy himself with DeMarcus. They were tired, tired legs. Man, yeah. it's the playoffs, dog. Everybody is tired, but it's winter go home. Give a damn that your legs is tired. Sit in the cold tub some more. I don't care what you got to do. Get an IV, whatever you got to do. It is the playoffs. If the goal is to win a championship, you got to have success in the postseason. I don't want to hear the excuse about you being tired, but you know what, F? This is what I talked about when they stayed with Mike McCarthy. I talked about the culture. And people think culture is some catch-all and that it's not really anything tangible and people just use it to explain things they don't understand. But that is an example of the culture. When players are giving those types of excuses and and when you're doing the post-mortem on their season, we're, we're weeks removed from when you got beat by the Green Bay Packers. And that's what you got? We were tired? We were burnt out? No, man. No, I man, even if that's true, yeah. you don't admit something like that. And if that is the case, then you talk about it in terms of how we've got to get this fixed. This can't happen again. That's not what I heard. That's infuriating. It's disrespectful to the game of football. You work all year long to have an opportunity to compete for a championship, and you're one of 14 teams left standing at the end. And you tired? And you burnt out? Because it was a long regular season, you can't be mentally locked in. You can't be ready to go from the opening kickoff. What the hell is wrong with you? And that's one of the team leaders. Tank Lawrence is one of the team leaders. And that's what he's saying. That's an embarrassment to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm embarrassed for him. I'm embarrassed that I used to play for him. Because that's that's what it is now. Ain't no way in hell they're anywhere close to winning a championship. I don't give a damn what the roster looks like. They're, they're not close. Your headphones broken? No, I just can't listen to somebody who's needed to swallow for a minute 30. <laughs> All the saliva in his mouth is disgusting. <laughs> you know, oh, gross. We, we had this talk a couple weeks ago, like, okay, what over the next six weeks are we going to hear from this team is the is the thing, like their, their, their issue for the offseason? Because they always mm. give bullet points. It's like, here it is. This is what it is. Energy. Don't be tired. No, the sense I like the <laughs> sense I'm starting to get from 
people on and off the record is like, okay, this is their whole push this offseason is going to be player leadership. Like, like they, they, they were deficient there. And, and whether that's true or not. Like, They're a I bunch mean, of entitled little children. They are. It, it's a bunch of little brats running around. That's what it is. Dak, you got Dak Prescott and a bunch of little brats. That's, yeah. that's what it seems like. I think they've got about. Listening to Micah and CD, like, and I like CD Lamb. But listening to them, like, talk about leadership is, is funny. I, 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 like, just listening to them try to break it down, process it, uh, prognosticate, project. It's just funny. Like, they, 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 they sound clueless. I do, I do think, I think CD's going to be a leader here. And, and I think that CD is, like, like I think CD is mature and I think CD's growing. I, I think that there's a lot to like about CD's future. I do agree. I don't think Micah is a leader. Like, like and that's. That's just natural. I think, you know, there's people talk about the Kyler Murray aspect of like, well, you got to be a leader. Like, I think it's demanded of him more than just the reality of a trait that he has. I think there's probably five, six really good leaders on this football team, and you need a lot more than that. Did Kyle Shanahan butcher the coin toss? Did we have the Dez catch rule? And what did y'all think of Romo last night? Back to the Super Bowl with the Chiefs going back to back. Next on Sean and RJ. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 